The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Passion. This is a show about love and sex and relationships. Uh, tonight is Trouble Tuesdays, which is the night I reserve to answer all of your questions. And there's been a few questions that I, I just uh, haven't gotten around to answering because we've been dealing with, um, for a lot of people, the uh, the consequences and effects of uh, of this uh, pandemic and how everybody's feeling. And of course, you're always, always welcome to call me, to text me, let me know how you're doing, how you're coping. I want to know how everyone is, uh, how everyone is doing. So please share at 514-800. You can also call me at 514-790-0800. I have to tell you, like I worry about quite a few people at this time. I worry about the elderly who are all alone. I'm hearing so many stories and I, I hope that we at CJD have been keeping you company. Uh, I worry about the parents who are working from home and they have little kids to entertain or teach or homeschool at the same time. I'm thinking of those uh, two parent households that two working parent households that are both working from home and the kids demanding of their attention as well and how challenging that must be so I really uh, feel for them so I hope you're sleeping now and not listening to this um, I feel horrible for people who have loved ones in the hospital uh, whom they can't even visit no few situations like that very sadly and my heart certainly goes out to people in the hospital who must feel so scared and so alone with uh, nobody to be able to to come in and and visit them so my prayers are with you all uh, would like to um, would like to get some of your thoughts your questions I'll answer sex questions if you have them I'll answer any other questions whatever you want to talk about your mental health uh, sexuality, your relationship. How's your relationship doing in uh, with this uh, isolation? How are you? Uh, how are you managing as a couple? And what are some of your, um, let's say, some of your coping strategies? Because as we know, when you spend a lot of time with one person, you, you can get, it can get, you know, harrowing, irritating, and many other words to be used. Uh, so got this text right now. Just had to share the following appalling story as I'm still in shock. Upon browsing through a dating line, I heard an ad for a 50-year-old man stating he had just returned from a date where he engaged in casual sex but was still aroused and looking for more. I was so infuriated that I gave him a piece of my mind to which he arrogantly, ignorantly, and nonsensically replied that we are not all followers and that ultimately it's the government who's responsible, to which I replied the government has repeatedly issued all the necessary mandatory recommendations required from the public with regards to this dire life or death situation. Consequently, if you're not participating in the solution, then you are part of the problem instead. Wake up. That it that gets my goat too. Like the, to think that people so um, boldly say like I, I don't care and and this is all made up or this is exaggerated or whatever else these are selfish self-centered people this guy was 
clearly looking out for himself and only himself and looking for a good time. I can't believe that other people responded to that. And I mean, casual sex at this time and dating in real life at this time is the, is a horrible mistake. It is not what we are, we should be, uh, doing in the least bit. Uh, here's another, uh, this is an email. So you can send me your emails to Lori at drlaurie.com. I've been trying alternative methods of connecting with my boyfriend during this difficult time, such as video sex, which I feel has been helping us feel less distant. However, I would like to share my recent scary experience with others. My boyfriend and I sent pictures and video messages through the Facebook messenger app. Yesterday, my boyfriend received a video message from a stranger of his face and him touching his penis. The stranger wrote the names of three of his Facebook friends and said they would send it to them if my boyfriend didn't send $200. He was mortified and scared, as anyone would be, and deleted his account right away. Nothing else came of it, and the video was not circulated. I hope this isn't happening to many others. It was a terrible experience. So I don't know if this has happened to anybody, but obviously this is the biggest worry um, when sending explicit uh, videos or, or I guess video chatting. I don't know exactly the technological part about this. If anybody knows anything about Facebook Messenger and how it can be hacked that easily, then can you share your knowledge with us? I'm not so savvy when it comes to uh, technology. Uh, Lori, I can't believe today I saw a couple strolling down the street holding their two small children's hands, then stopped to pull out various new toys from a Dollarama bag one at a time and handing them to their children without reflecting twice about how many people may have touched such possibly contaminated items beforehand. Uh, again, this requires education. The fact that they were walking all together and holding hands, they're isolating together. That's not an issue, but if you're going to buy anything from a store, they do recommend that you wipe down everything. Think about when you go to a grocery store, how many times has it happened that you pick something up, you check the ingredients or you check whatever you're checking. I often check to see if something is, uh, is vegan, for example. Um, and then they put it back when they realize, okay, this is not for me. I don't want that. They put it back. We do this all the time. Think about it. We, we just don't even think about it. Right. But now we're forced to think about this kind of stuff. So, uh, I think this is, uh, if anything, your message is to send this out to, as a reminder for people, if you buy anything in a store a grocery store, what have you wipe it down. Uh, today, uh, my husband came home with groceries. I wiped everything down with a, uh, like a Clorox, uh, wipe and, and that was it. So, um, I think that's something we, that's a good reminder. So thank you for that. Uh, this guy is a total moron. The one about, uh, the guy on a dating line and going, uh, having casual sex and saying that we're all, all the rest of us are all followers. Um, why not accept a meetup and kick him in the balls? <laughs> Men like him need it. <laughs> I think the texter tried to shame him in some way, but clearly people like that don't care. You have to understand that sometimes it's like you cannot reason with unreasonable 
people you could bash your head against the wall they w- if they believe something they will not budge because somehow they feel they are they know better they are better um and what have you so Uh, As much as we would all like everybody to follow the rules, you're going to have a few people who think they are above the law, period, Uh, sadly, because they are putting the rest of us in danger. Uh, Can my girlfriend and I have a 69 after she has spent 15 days in self-isolation? So 69, for anybody who doesn't know, is a sexual position where there's mutual oral gratification on both ends. Uh, It it doesn't, it's not about whether, so she has spent 15 days in self-isolation. What about you? You would have had to spend 15 days in self-isolation, but that means no contact with the outside world, no going to the grocery store, no potential uh, contact, elevator button, whatever. Like you would, you would have to be so sure, and this I'm just repeating what Dr. Mitch said on the show last week, so sure of your partner's practices and the fact, like their hygiene practices, and the fact that they are completely self-isolated that uh, you would want to get together. The, the position doesn't matter. So uh, it's, you don't catch this through uh, uh, genital uh, like bodily fluids. Through saliva, yes. So kissing would be more risky than, than that. But you're in close proximity. You're like breathing on each other nonetheless. More of your uh, questions coming up. Somebody has a very good idea. Instead of dating, uh, get yourself a bob. I'll tell you what a bob is. That's coming up. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program. So your chance to ask whatever question you want, whether it's about your relationship or your love life, your sex life, 514-800. You can text me. You can also call me at 514-790-0800. If you prefer to email me, you can always do that at any point to Lori at drlaurie.com couple of uh so i got a response for we we have somebody who used facebook messenger and and who was hacked and somebody took stole the video because they were doing some sexual stuff together as a way of connecting right uh and uh was hacked and then and then uh, threatened like i'll spread this if you don't give me two hundred dollars um facebook is relatively secure but you must remember you are running on a on public internet. Nothing on net is 100% secure. When you go on video, you are streaming through several servers. Video runs using a certain code to live stream, just like Skype. Not impossible to intercept and record. Uh, So they suggest video sex with no face. That might, uh, somebody else had suggested that too, is if you're going to share pictures or what have you, do not uh, do it with your uh, face. Uh, Texter writes in, thank you for sharing your equally appalling sentiments, Lori. Had I known the perpetrator's address, I wouldn't have hesitated for an instance to call and send the police to his premises. However, don't such dating lines have at least some responsibility in offering a cautionary word to their customers considering these exceptional circumstances? I'm glad you brought that up because they do. Tinder, um, Bumble, like all of those dating apps actually warn you. uh, They do have 
warnings at when you uh, log on or, or what have you uh, to tell you that now is not the time to be meeting people and why we shouldn't be meeting people but still you could still use the app and then they give you like different things you can do uh, you know having virtual conversations and and things like that <laughs> how are you on a dating line if you're married <laughs> are you asking me i'm not on a dating line uh, but i get all the um i get all the 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 media uh, what's it called? Like the, the communiques that come in from all these companies to share what they're doing. So I have not seen it myself, but I am aware of what the, uh, what various, um, dating places, uh, dating apps and dating companies are actually, uh, doing. I love this text dating and sex. Only guy a woman can safely date is Bob battery operated boyfriend <laughs> and says well time to go back to five finger lover <laughs> well uh it's on the government website that masturbation is the safest way <laughs> in these times so they actually do even uh talk about it Okay, here's a, a question that I would love other people's input on that. And are you, are you guys okay with, uh, you know, talking about other things besides what's happening in the world right this minute? I thought it might be a good distraction at the, around this time to maybe uh, talk about sexuality, which everybody experiences and everybody is still concerned with, of course, it may not be foremost on your mind. Believe me, I know when things are, uh, when there's a lot of stress and when there's a lot of anxiety for people, sex is not what's on their mind, but for some it is on their mind and people still have concerns and people still have issues and people still have problems. In fact, sometimes the problems become even bigger when they are confined with their partner. So everything seems like everything just gets a little more, um, amplified this way. Cause it's hard to ignore, uh, ignore the issues. What are your thoughts of a man who cheated on two ex-wives and is now involved with someone new? They are basically living together. He tells his friends how she seems to do nothing wrong, but he is playing around. No doubt he is. Your expertise, do you think he cares for her or just for practicality like laundry, etc.? Both are way over 40. So I look at people's past behaviors to judge their potential or like when it comes to relationships, for example, you don't ignore somebody's past behavior because it can tell you something about them. If someone tells me, that, uh, someone has cheated on every single person they have ever been with, then why would you be any different? It would be stupid for you to think that you're different and that, oh no, they love you far more than they loved any of those other people. And, oh, you will do so much for them that they will not even think about cheating on you or no, no, you'll provide all the sex they want. So they will not cheat on you. You would be quite wrong and naive to think that. So you have to think about 
yes, we, we, we do judge when we're making choices for ourselves, we need to judge people. We need to judge their behavior so that it fits with our own value systems. I know we talk about being non-judgmental, but not in this situation, not when it, it, it is a direct concern to you and, uh, your life. So maybe, yeah, he loves playing house and he likes the idea of having a wife, so to speak. In other words, somebody who takes care of him. Although I don't think that that's what it, that's what a wife is, but maybe for him it is. And then, uh, the novelty wears off and maybe he goes on and, and cheats and does whatever else, uh, there is. So, um, I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts about this, but, um, in this case, and it's not the once a cheater, always a cheater. Like if a person has cheated once and you look at the circumstances and, uh, whatever it is, that doesn't mean they're going to cheat on everybody. But when you have a pattern, you're looking at a pattern here, uh, then I would say that's a little bit, uh, differently. Dr. Lori, some people do not care about their fellow human beings, just like churches staying open and still, whoops, and still holding services. Yeah, again, I don't understand the thinking there. I don't know if it's uh, thinking that people are, uh, they're, they're immune because they have certain beliefs. Like nobody is immune here nobody. And when you hear stories of, of people saying, no, no, I'm protected because I have the blood of Christ on a uh, blood of Jesus on me or whatever it is. But I mean, it flies in, in the face of all, uh, uh science and reality and, and all of that stuff. So, um, I don't get it. I, if you ask them, I don't think they don't care about their fellow human beings. I just think they're, um, either, somewhat brainwashed or so naive about thinking that this is someone else's problem or, or that if they pray enough or, uh, follow God's laws enough, then it won't affect them. But that has like, look around people like that is not what's happening here at all. Uh, warning dating apps you downloaded on your phone and video apps other than FaceTime, very easy to intercept on internet and watch even downloadable hacks, a 10 year old can figure out. Oh my. Okay. But that's kind of scary. And apparently some, I was reading an article about zoom and people hacking into that. I mean, there, I guess there are certain things you don't want to do on some of these apps because you don't want that going around, but what are we supposed to use? I know that, um, tomorrow night we're having a big family dinner through Facebook messenger. So we're all, cause you can have many, many faces. So every, uh, I have, uh, we're four siblings and my parents, and we're all going to be online for our, our uh, Passover Seder. So that we're going to use that. And then I have other family members that are using zoom. So it's hard to know. Like it's, uh, it's really hard to know. <laughs> Men as a species are not meant to be monogamous. Can I use this as a scientific excuse to cheat? Absolutely not. And they said, just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, because monogamy is a choice. So it, it forget what the species or, or what most mammals do or what have you. 
And actually, there was a very interesting study that looked at some kind of genetic marker for monogamy that said that there are some people who are uh, who are genetically um, uh, wired for monogamy, and that there are others who are uh, not genetically wired for monogamy. But just because you're genetically wired or not wired or whatever it is, you still have to make a conscious choice. That choice may be more difficult for the person who's not wired for monogamy because the temptations and what have you uh, that they would face, they would have to fight against harder. But nonetheless, let's remember that monogamy is a choice, infidelity is a choice. So if you're going to choose to be unfaithful to your partner, that's your choice. Nobody made you do it uh, but yourself. Um, let me see. Uh, hi, doctor. When having intercourse with my wife, I have trouble ejaculating. I have no problem getting it up, but no ejaculation. I don't have this problem with masturbating when masturbating. Okay. So you don't have a functional problem. If you had told me that the same problem existed across the board, then I would say, okay, what's going on? Are you on any medication that is blocking this? like an, an SSRI, like an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication. Um, so what this tells me is that the stimulation is not the same. And how, now I have a few follow-up questions, like how often are you masturbating versus having intercourse? Because if you are masturbating often, you're getting so used to your own hand and, and, and used to that level of, uh, tension around your penis, let's say that maybe the vagina is not providing for you. So my suggestion for you is to not masturbate for a while. Like take a month off where there is zero masturbation and see what happens. Get your body used to a different form of, uh, of stimulation. But I need to know more about the circumstances to be able to, to know exactly what's going on. Obviously I have just a few words so I can tell you what my experience has been in, in working with people with this particular problem. Um, and so that, I mean, some of these, uh, the reasons can be, um, a little bit varied, but generally speaking, this is what I see. And I also see that it can resolve itself. Um, if you stop masturbating, but I would also ask you now when I'm thinking about it is, has this always been the case or is this something suddenly new? So pay attention to your behavior. Are you masturbating more than usual? What's happening in the relationship? Are you on any kind of uh, medication? And because maybe with masturbation, you can apply speed and pressure that maybe you can't with, uh, with intercourse. So it might be easier to, maybe you're on medication. I don't know. Uh, so I have, uh, more questions uh, for you. Someone wants to know why the morning would. We'll answer that question after we check in with a CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. 
Travel Tuesdays tonight on the program. If there's a question you want answered, then uh, would love to uh, to hear from you at 514-800. So this person wants to know, why do I get hard in the morning, even me and my wife sleeping in two beds? So uh, even if you're sleeping in, uh, in two beds... Uh, that's not necessarily going to matter. It has nothing to do with uh, with morning uh, erections. So uh, usually we call them nocturnal penile tumescence. That's what uh, mor- morning erections, but they're nighttime erections. Men generally have several in the night, uh, sometimes up to nine erections. Obviously not completely full, but still. Uh, more common in, um, in younger men. Uh, but also happens to just any any man. Uh, and this is a, a response that your body has not necessarily having to do with sexual stimulation. A lot of people assume, like I think you're assuming here, is that it, it's a sign of sexual stimulation, which is why you bring up the fact that you, you are sleeping in separate beds and there's no stimulation going on. So... A couple of things to keep in mind. In the morning, your testosterone level is actually at its highest, right when uh, when you wake up. So that alone may cause an erection. So there's that, even in the absence of any physical stimulation. The other thing too is that when you wake up or uh, during the night or when you wake up is usually when your brain is um, the most relaxed and during the waking hours, there are uh, the body releases hormones that actually suppress erections. So you don't walk around with uh, constant erections all the time. But when you're asleep, your body releases less of those hormones. So um, it, it also can make it uh, very likely. Um, so apparently, though, uh, what doesn't cause morning erections uh, is needing to urinate. A lot of people think that, uh, needing to pee is responsible for the morning erections. So that actually is, uh, is not true. Okay. Uh, so men of all ages can certainly, uh, experience this. And remember, it's just a question of hormones, body relaxation. So when you're, you're relaxed, the blood is flowing, uh, there, etc., etc. So that's how it works. Any questions? Let me know. Uh, <laughs> I remember my younger days. My penis used to watch me shave. Now it watches me tie my shoes. Okay. <laughs> um, somebody says, of course, sex is amazing to talk about. I'm tired of 24/7 COVID news. Keep it going. Well, that's, uh, that's what we are doing. Uh, by the way, are you finally exempt from quarantine and in the clear yet? Yeah, I am. I, I have, but I haven't left the house. I left the house once. I went once to the store and there was nobody in the store. So I was happy, but I was nervous the whole time I was there. So I have, uh, pretty much not left the house at all. Uh, just been, uh, quite prolific in my artwork and gardening and just being around the house and, and, and doing stuff like that. So I haven't really uh, gone out and that just, it's, uh, I don't, I just don't want that exposure at all. Um, 
Regarding monogamy, Texter says, let's face it, Lori, there are those of us who evidently are evolved enough to be aware and capable of executing the human power of choice and self-restrained control. That's right. And those who are obviously still wild and clueless primitive primates requiring to be restrained and controlled instead. Well, how do you restrain and control and primitive primates? I don't know. Uh, oh, gee, somebody just scared me. Dr. Laura, you have a professional practice on video. Be careful what you say. You never know who may be intercepting your video calls. You don't want a personal comment or opinion to bite you in the butt. Okay, that's scary to me now. Uh, because I uh, am uh, speaking uh, occasionally to clients via, um, I use FaceTime generally, or Skype, but okay, that's scary. Um, A friend has vaginal stenosis. Can she still have intercourse? So vaginal stenosis basically is the narrowing and shortening of the vagina usually occurs as a side effect of a radio uh, radiotherapy or some kind of genital surgery with uh, scar tissue etc so uh, unfortunately with vaginal stenosis the vagina can also become less uh, flexible drier and more fragile which means that it is that sexuality or or not sexuality, but intercourse rather could be um, painful, uh, can be quite painful for women with vaginal uh, stenosis. And the best thing to do for this Mm -hmm. would be to, um, for her to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist. So pelvic floor physiotherapist works the inside and works out some of the scar tissue and starts to like using uh, gradual dilation to be able to open it up a little bit more. Uh, so every case is different, but your this your friend should be speaking to her gynecologist to see what uh, what can be done. Certainly the use of uh, lubricant, etc. If uh, intercourse is just too painful, well then this couple is going to have to find other ways to enjoy uh, sexuality. That doesn't mean that the clitoris isn't, uh, uh, isn't able to produce pleasure or that can, pleasure can come from other forms of sexuality. So they may, this couple just may have to define uh, a different way of uh, of being sexual uh, this text writes dr. Ruth when here said no man can outperform a vibrator I would like to know if they affect a woman's desire I'm not sure what do you mean if they affect a woman's desire so it's true no man can outperform a vibrator vibrator goes super fast can go very very fast can provide some really intense um, intense stimulation to the clitoris that a partner's mouth or fingers just don't do. That doesn't mean that women prefer their vibrators over their partners. They are two different experiences. One is a self-pleasure experience, or it can be used in conjunction with sex. So because 75% of women don't orgasm through intercourse alone, sometimes adding a small 
vibrator in the mix on the outside while having intercourse could be uh, could be very pleasurable and allow the woman to have an orgasm during uh, intercourse. So I'm not sure what you mean by affecting a woman's desire. A woman's desire for sex with her partner? No, they're two different experiences. One is self-pleasure, the other one is connecting and being with a uh, with a partner, which are, uh, again, two very uh, different experiences. Uh, let's see, uh, someone else texts in, WhatsApp and FaceTime are okay as both of these allow for encrypted and private conversations, so no worries there. Okay, good, thank you. Um... Let's see, we're both not working, but my wife goes to bed up to two hours before me and rejects me every time I come to bed, even when it is as little as 15 minutes later. Well, that tells me that maybe you need to plan for sex in a whole different way. Maybe by the time uh, she goes to bed, she's done for her day. She's just done. So even 15 minutes later, she's, she's minded for sleep. She is not minded for sex. And so uh, the best thing to do is set a date. So find, do something nice for her, do something nice together, do something fun and plan for it and say, okay, you know, this Friday night will be just for us and we'll have a nice uh, dinner and wine and whatever. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go have some fun in the bedroom. So if she's set for it in her mind, then uh, it's easier to prepare. And the preparation is about relaxing, right? It's about getting yourself into that mindset that says, I'm, I'm going to be relaxed. I want to be relaxed. I'm going to go and have some fun. So it's like waking her up and saying, hey, honey, you want to go bowling now? It's like, okay, they're not the same things, but it's let's talk about two fun activities, let's say. Um, if she's already thinking about sleep, She's not going to want to go out anywhere, right? And so sex could be the same way, and she may just be interpreting it um, that way. Uh, coming up, we have uh, more questions. Uh, someone wants to know about anal sex toys to get the pee spot. That's coming up. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Love getting your text messages, your questions, your comments tonight on this Trouble Tuesdays at 514-800. We're taking a little break from uh, COVID stuff and talking about sex in general and your relationships in general. Although, if there's something you want to talk about in terms of how you're coping or if you have a question about um, safety with your partner, sexual safety in these times, and I think I can answer those, um, and tell me how you are doing, how you are coping. 514-800 to text in. If you feel like calling, 514-790-0800. Uh, so texter writes back, don't get me wrong, but I think my wife should be able to do it in the middle of the night considering we have kids home from school. Um, I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Why don't you be a little more compassionate? Home from school, if they're home from school and she's working from home or she's with the kids all day long, she's exhausted by the end of the day. Why don't you have some compassion for that? Uh, 
let's see. I recently heard in the news that in conjunction to a fever, cough, and difficulty breathing, the most recent symptom is pink eye. Have you heard anything regarding this? And if so, could you please elaborate upon the fact? I have not heard anything about pink eye. Unfortunately, cannot uh, cannot answer that at all. Um, ironically, this text writes, it is precisely due to the fact that such primitive primates are incapable of controlling themselves that they require to be controlled. However, as to how to go about doing so is anybody's guess. That's talking about, uh, the choice of monogamy. Hi doc. Want to know how to explore with anal toys to see what a P spot orgasm is about. So the P spot is... For men, it's a, it's a male erogenous zone, P standing for prostate. So you can access the prostate uh, in two ways, but directly by insertion in the anus, in the rectum, and uh, with, some, with something that presses down. You can access it in the perineum, that space between the anus and your testicles, if you push upwards. So if you've got something pushing downwards on the inside and pushing upwards from the outside, you've got that spot right there. A lot of men uh, love this and uh, get these P-spot orgasms that you are actually talking about. So there are sex toys that they sell, and you'll have to Google, I don't know which brands or what have you, but if you Google P-spot uh, sex toys, you will find them, and they they might have a little bit of a curvature to them, just like the, the G-spot vibrator for women has a bit of a curve because the uh, the G spot is in the uh, on the outer wall of the vagina, which is not reachable with a finger. So you need a toy that that has a little bit of a of a curve to it, so that it hits uh, the spot. So the P spot, it's the same thing. Some of these uh, these anal uh, anal toys. So best way to do it is always always if you're going to start if you've never done this is start small. Okay, start small, look for a very small toy, small insertion, you have to be relaxed, you need to use uh, a lot of lubrication, those are the main things you have to worry about, and make sure you clean those toys really well. Uh, Buy some uh, products that they sell for cleaning sex toys, because depending on what they're made of, it may not just, uh, soap and water may not be enough, I don't know, but uh, otherwise, like, try and get higher-end toys that are made with uh, a good silicone or, or what have you. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, if the P spot stands for prostate, what does the G spot actually stand for then? So the G spot was named after a doctor, Grafen, uh, the Grafenberg spot. Uh, and uh, it basically it's just named after this person. But what it, it's really considered the the female prostate. Apparently it's in this generally same area that would have evolved into the male prostate or, or what have you in utero. So it's really related to, to, uh, to that, but there's a lot of still, I don't want to say controversy, but in terms of what it actually is, some people feel it's, uh, it's part of the structure of the internal, uh, clitoral structure. For example, the clitoris is a much bigger structure than we once thought to thought it to be. 
can't believe it took so many years to discover that, but nonetheless, there it is. Uh, so it's hard to know where this bunch of nerves that are in that area, where they're relating to, like, what are they pushing against? What's, what's on the other side of that is really what they're looking for. Who discovered the P-spot? I have no idea who discovered the P-spot, but we know it's related to the prostate, and it must have been some sexologist somewhere who said, hey, here's a, when you stimulate this area, the prostate, you get, uh, uh, you know, it it creates uh, sensation and pleasure, and uh, you can get an orgasm. So uh, it's the prostate spot, the P-spot. Let's see... Why will women debate for an hour why they do not want to have sex when they could save themselves a long debate by just giving 10 minutes of their body and time? (laughs) Did anybody else want to answer that? I know for you, it sounds maybe so simple. Just, you know, be quiet and let, let your body do the talking and and, you know, give it up for 10 minutes is really what you're saying. But it's also about women wanting to control their own sexuality and feeling like it's something that they come to 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 the table with because they want to uh, and their desires and oftentimes if you press if if you're the kind of partner that t- tends to put pressure on your partner it only turns them away from it and then the arguments will ensue and, and all of that but when I do talk to couples and I, we, we look at this, I like the whole idea of sex becoming a chore. It it should not be It, it like women need to take ownership of their own pleasure as well and do it because, um, not because they feel they have to just to satisfy a nagging partner, but because they too get pleasure from it. And if you talk to women they're having pleasure from their sexual experiences. So why aren't they doing it more? That's always the question. And men often have that, like, like you're having fun, like you're enjoying it. I can see this, you love it. So why don't you want it more like me? And part of that is, um, you've heard me talk about this, but how desire in in women for many women in long-term relationships, especially is responsive rather than spontaneous. So it doesn't make them want sex more, but they have to be in that frame of mind to be able to sit, to accept and to, to be uh, relaxed enough to enjoy their own bodies. So women have to figure out what it is that they, uh, they need for this, right? What do they need to be, uh, to be relaxed? And that's a question you can ask. Like, what do you, what do you need? What can I do so that you are in a more relaxed state? Maybe she'll say, well, you know, why don't you put the kids to bed? Or why don't you do like, take care of my, my night routine and I'll just chill for a bit and relax. And then I'll be ready when, when you come to bed or something like that, something like that. If you want more about this, by the way, if you go on my website, drlaurie.com, I did do a couple of TEDx talks. One of them is uh, sex in long-term relationships, and the other one is on female sexuality. So you, you might actually find both of those talks um, helpful. We're almost at a million views, by the way. I would love it if you could uh, get me up to a million. I think we need another like 29,000 views to get to a million. Wouldn't that be fun? just for fun. 
Uh, text writes that it must have been a humble female who discovered the peace, peace spot then, considering any typical male would have never passed on an opportunity to inflate his ego by branding his name upon his discovery. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Um, speaking of anal, is there a danger of internal harm or a risk of prolapse caused by insertion? Not if you're being reasonable with what you are inserting. There has been damage done to the rectum from people inserting big objects or objects that don't belong in the body. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, a cucumber or a zucchini or a squash, for God's sakes, or or non-food things that do not belong in the body and that could cause damage and uh, can en- end up in the emergency room. You must use a specific sex toy that has a base because the rectum can suck it up. Okay. That sphincter muscle is strong and things can get lost in the rectum. So if you're going to do anal play with an object, make it an object that is designed for anal play. Hence an anal sex toy. It has a base. Look it up. You will see what they look like. They all have this base. Unlike the vagina, which wouldn't get, things don't get sucked up into the vagina and get lost in there. But in a rectum, yes. And then the rectum opens up into the cavity on the, you know, into your abdominal cavity. Like you don't want anything to lodge in there. Believe me. Um, So there you go. Well, uh, thank you. That was uh, fun. And uh, I appreciate your uh, trust in me to answer your questions. Thank you very much for that. You can send me your questions anytime to laurie at drlaurie.com. I'll be off for the next couple of nights uh, due to our Passover holiday. So I want to wish our Jewish listeners a very happy, happy Passover. I know it's going to be a different kind of Passover, but nonetheless, um, we can... um, be grateful for what we can do right Uh, so thank you also to dave simon our technical uh, producer connect with me on social media at dr Lori betito b-e-t-i-t-o or through my website at drlaurie.com where you can also find all the old podcasts of the of the shows coming up next year on cjd we bring you the ctv national news have a great rest of the evening please stay safe and remember to live your life with passion